0: I'm not afraid of a werewolf. I'm not afraid of uh, ghosts. They don't scare me, you know. Not at all. I mean, I don't want to. I want to say I'm invulnerable to uh, fear, but uh, eh, they simply don't frighten me. you know? First of all, what do they do? You know, they just go ah, which that's not that scary to me. Yeah. You know? And then they're invisible. They're like ah, and then you're like, what? You're invisible. You can put your hand through them. That, uh, that kind of a person never frightens me. You know the kind of guys that frighten me? You ever meet those guys where you can't put your hand through them? <laughs> I don't care for those fellas. But when I can put my hand through them, it doesn't scare me in, in the least. Uh, I would tell you, This is how unscary they are. I was at a hotel a couple of weeks ago, in the lobby they were saying they they were bragging about there was a ghost in the hotel. You yeah. know, how scary is, can that be? You know what I mean? They're like, oh, every every night Mary with the blue dress. That was her nickname. She was murdered and she hangs around the bed. You know what I mean? And she'll come over and so beware, oh, because Mary with the blue dress which was her nickname, which was an odd nickname because you'd think her nickname would be Mary the Ghost. <laughs> you know. <laughs> when they came time to pick out her nickname, you know, I think they were like, oh. They go, hey, ever, what, what do you notice about Mary that makes her distinctive? We got to come up with a nickname for her. I know she wear a lot of blue dresses. She seems to have an affinity toward blue dresses. Talking about Mary, right? The transparent lady? (laughs) So I would call her Mary the ghost, and anyways. And all they seem to do is complain, these ghosts. You remember what I was saying? I was like, "Oh, oh, I can't, everything's wrong. They're never happy or nothing, you know? Like, I have to, something bad happened to me, and if I don't get it cleared up, I have to travel all through the world in in pain and sorrow, you know? And then I'm like, well, I do too. What the hell? At least you get to walk through walls and stuff. You get to do cool stuff. Still playing with Twice presents...
1: Half the time the only reason I remember I have them is because I get a little email saying the price point has changed, so here's your fifty cents back. I was like what? Oh right, I pre ordered that thing, didn't I? <laughs> thanks. Okay, oh thanks. Alright. Well on it is my I've seen pictures of people uh have gotten their discs for the the uh Ghostbusters two soundtrack. Oh the the uh, vinyl? Yeah. The- Oh. a couple out in the wild there on social media Interesting. But I have a pre-order in on that I, my, yeah, I've got a pre-order in, more in too and didn't hasn't even shipped yet. yet
2: yeah interesting mm, alright well uh, hopefully that's coming I haven't seen anything about the Mondo release yet either we know it's coming but we don't know yeah. when we um,
1: don't know when well in the yeah. meantime I'm just going to make do with my uh, Elvira memoirs oh is that out? Yeah, a day early. It was supposed to show up tomorrow, and uh, they shipped it today. Uh, For
2: some reason, I thought that was coming like in a month or two.
1: Um, Oh no, no, no! uh, A month or two. Why would Elvira's memoirs come out in November? (laughs) Think, Troy. Think. You're now officially a uh, an invincible meme. Oh, uh, you know you're 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 beating bloody to the dirt while i like, point it in my head think why would you put it out in november and not around halloween troy think
2: in my defense it still feels like march of 2021 i'm j- or 2020 that, uh throwing that out there see there you, you go
1: you are kind of stuck in a weird time zone, weird uh,
2: vortex but um well that's cool all right well and if, yeah, well. if people out there have gotten their uh are their ghostbusters 2 vinyls uh, hit us up because i'm i'm Who's curious
1: yeah. You're right. How did we get here? Oh, because I brought a popcorn because popcorn um, and, well, there's a Ghostbusters later. Are we going to talk about it later? I, don't, I guess we don't have to. There's a Pop What's Secret say? thing that's... Pop yeah, Secret has it's Ghost Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters Athlete. Popcorn. Yeah. Ghostbusters Well, dun. on with
2: the news. There we go. Uh, yeah, but hey, before we get into the news, there's something we didn't yeah. talk about last week, and I realized that we didn't talk about it. And I don't, I don't know. It's kind of tangentially uh, related okay. to Ghostbusters, but... Um, and, and it, it's still fresh in my brain too, which is weird because it's been like two weeks now. Uh, but the passing of Norm MacDonald, um, ah. which everybody's like, Norm had nothing to do with Ghostbusters, which is true. Um, but he's of that ilk of the, the, the comedians and you and I, Chris, were big comedy fans. Uh, we, uh, we we love uh, different uh, types of comedy, slapstick comedy, uh, uh, stand-up comedy. Um, and Norm was just one of those people who I think is a lot like a, a Bill Murray uh, where you can just say anything and it's funny. Like he could have, he could, <laughs> he, 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 there's that comedians in cars getting coffee with, with Seinfeld where he just like, he keeps, uh, he says like, good Christ. And it's like, it's funny. And it's something your yeah. grandparents say, uh, yeah. it's such a weird thing. But, um, but anyway, and, and I feel like it kind of hit me. Not as hard as like when when Harold passed, um, but it kind of felt like when Candy passed, like when that mm. th- when these people that you've uh, grown up watching on SNL and on 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 the movies that you love, and uh, when they when they and especially with him who nobody knew he was sick, and all of a sudden he's just gone. Uh, yeah, man, it was it was really rough, and I'm still like we still keep watching his bits. We watch the Turd Ferguson bit again. Today, just because all of his appearances on Celebrity
1: Jeopardy were so good, and his Weekend Update was so good, and yeah, well, the thing is, is uh, depending on how much you follow comedy, it most people don't realize the place because for a lot of people, just on the outside, he seems like a he peaked with SNL and then just kind of yeah. Uh, he's tra- that guy that up. talks like this, right? Yeah, that's Nor McDonald. Kinda, yeah. Yeah, and then oh it's like and everybody kind of thinks SNL is Pete, not realizing that he just went back to being like a stand up and a comedian and all of that. And what marks him as exceptional is that he falls into a very small list of uh like uh comedians that are regarded as comedian comedian comedians, comedians. Yeah, so, yeah. Right? He was the comedian that's <laughs> all the other comedians were like, Oh my God. <laughs> like, and
2: and loved and loved comedy too. Like he right. studied in, in that same Seinfeld episode, you know, uh, Seinfeld r- repeats a bit. And, and Norm is like, I remember that joke. You, you said that joke in 1989. Like he remembers
1: like, uh the, uh, the best is, um, uh, what's his name? Um, Ba, 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 help me out, sitcom dad Bob Bob Saget. You'd, Bob Saget, thank yeah, you very much. Yeah, the, dirty the work, roast,
2: dirty work director yeah. Bob Saget.
1: Yeah, Bob Saget. That's how he. You know, big friends with, uh, uh, or they were friends before. And that's why Norm got hired or whatever. But the the Comedy Central roast for Bob Saget, and at one point somebody I forget who it was. You know, because they take shots whenever and somebody comes up yeah. and it's their turn. They'll take shots at everybody on the dais, and it was Norm's turn. Somebody took a shot at him. And the camera goes to Norm, and Norm uh, is reading the uh, the racing forms and looks up startled, <laughs> like he kind of half heard his name. <laughs> uh, he, and then when he, he loved
2: his sports betting. That guy, he did. That's, and
1: yeah. then, and then the best part was it was his turn, and he came up and he committed to his five minutes was nothing but nineteen uh, fifties like office party roast jokes. Like he literally had a book, like I forget the the setup for it, but he was talking about, you know, so-and-so is this, this is this. They're all little bird references. This man's for the birds. Like, and he would just stare at the crowd. Like like, they were just the corniest and the crowd, you could see the crowd kind of tittering and all this. And the longer he went on, they titter a bit more, but it was all like, what is he doing? And then you, every once in a while they'd look at the dais and people are just falling off their chair uh, yeah. the other comedians are just gasping for air they're laughing so hard at norm just doing these he terrible would jokes. Commit to it
2: and that's that's i mean point in case like he could say literally anything he's it's like when you watch uh what we do in the shadows and matt berry uh, just makes you laugh by saying <laughs> something totally but bina- like something yeah. it, 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 reading the menu at a cheesecake factory or something like it's just funny yeah. um and and Norm was one of those people. So um, I don't know. It, it just felt yeah. weird that we didn't acknowledge it on the show. And I, I, was, I was
1: wondering like, if we were going to, but in my head it seemed like kind of – if if it came up, I was prepared to talk about it. And if it didn't, that same thing. Just because he wasn't – other than being SNL alumni, you know, he, his, he doesn't really have ties to Ghostbusters. But yeah. we all love him, right? Like so –
2: and and uh, th- in some weird parallel universe where the Apatow Ghostbusters did happen with Farley and and yeah. Sandler and Spade and there's a chance Norm would have shown up in that movie, you know. There's, oh, there's absolutely. S- some some alternate universe where that actually happened. So Well, let's um, go
1: there now. Yeah,
2: let's go check it out.
1: That's how we'll kill time until November 19th. Let's let's go watch let's go to alternate universes. What's uh what's the Rick uh interdimensional cable we need uh, interdimensional netflix <laughs> interdimensional podcasting that's yeah, right we'll yeah, just we we'll just flip over and and watch other people's. you're listening of the- to
2: dimension 759 um but uh well there's plenty to talk about in our dimension mm. and we're gonna do it uh we got some fun poster stuff we got a, a fun discussion topic and uh let's let's get into it here we go right. with the news here we go i'm gonna try to do it like norm here we go here we go the news that didn't work Hey guys, Peter, I have some news from the world of
1: Gozer.
0: I got some pretty cool stuff cooking
1: up over here. If you want to turn your head, Multiplanar, curly and
0: emanation. Now, yeah, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker.
1: That's right, Frank Stallone. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, Germany. Uh, yeah, they they picked a fight, and uh, who did they pick a fight with? The world. <laughs> And they but, lost, and 30 years later, you know, Germany decides they want to pick another fight, and who do they decide to fight again? The world.
1: What I love the most is he's just a straight-up comedian and writer. He doesn't do impressions, and he doesn't he doesn't uh, create characters, really. And then somehow, though, he got cemented as a top-five character on SNL with his, his Burt Reynolds, uh, which... Yeah. which has no Burt Reynolds to it at all, except for mustache and chewing gum really fast and <laughs> nails it. And and just kind of being an a hole about things. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Hey, you see my hat?
1: It's so, funny.
2: It's like it's a big hat. Yeah. Oh, God. So good. Um, well, hey, just let's talk about Norm for let's an talk episode. About Norm. Yeah, <laughs> no, we need to talk about uh, the sure. the Ghostbusters Afterlife poster, which released bright and early this morning uh, as we're recording this. Um, there are two posters. There's a domestic and an international right. poster.
1: Just in time for us to record. For once, thank you. Uh, yes, our thanks to Sony for not dropping it Thursday morning.
2: I'd like to think that it's it was just specifically for us. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they heard us talking about I bet that's going to come out at New York Comic Con and they're like, "You know what, let's throw those guys a bone and two nah. guys a
1: bone. We had nothing or, to do with it or most of the time they don't care if we're like a week off, but getting this close to the movie's release, they'd like to help <laughs> as much as possible. They need us to be as as in time as we possibly can be with everybody else
2: i mean i'd I'd like to think that's the case, but but, you know, at, at the then same let's. time, Jason at Ghostbusters News at, like, whatever it was, 7.30 this morning when I saw the the posters go up, he yep. already had a video made. And I was like, mm, uh, maybe maybe it was for him. Maybe it was for Jason. <laughs> no, uh, no, no,
1: no, no, no. Because they don't have to do anything extra for Jason because Jason is three hours off of us. Ah, that's true. When you true. were looking at it at 7.30, He's, it was already 10.30 geez. his time.
2: <laughs> that's true.
1: Right, he was, so. he was
2: sitting with Adobe Premiere ready for whatever would happen that that morning. Yeah, um, but uh, you know, anyway, he's, so. he's
1: got his he's got his templates and his chyrons in place. <laughs> all true. he has to do is talk into a camera Plug for ten and minutes, and then that's what we, we do. We that's
2: all. We, we just got to talk into a microphone. We don't even need the camera. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so at any rate, the posters are fantastic. They are very cool. Um, two, yes. very, they look very similar, but very different posters, which we'll probably get into in, in a second here. Um, but something Chris that I thought was really cool. Uh, we do have a few listeners, uh, who, who are visually impaired and, uh, and, and listen to us uh, to describe things. Like when we were doing trailer breakdowns, they said that it was really helpful, uh, for us to point things out, uh, that, that they yeah. were unable to see, Um, and it never
1: occurred to us that that should maybe extend to posters. And then somebody asked and we're like, That's a good idea. So,
2: so, and, and even because this is an audio format podcast, it makes a whole lot of sense. If you haven't seen the poster, uh, maybe you need some, some assistance kind of picturing what it is. I recently learned that somebody that I work with has an inability to picture things. If you say, Hey, can you picture a purple apple? They can't do it. It's the strangest thing. I didn't know that that existed, but anyway,
1: what is that called? I have no
2: idea. I need to do some research on that, but, um, as a visual person, it just perplexes me. Um, So the the domestic uh poster is uh, compositionally very similar to the original Ghostbusters poster. I mean right down to we're at street level looking at the characters with this vortex behind them and it's a green swirly cloudy thing.
1: Yeah, we're centered right down a street heading into the the vanishing point. And yeah, the 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 classic roiling green uh what do you call it when it's got it? Cause it doesn't even look like it's spinning necessarily, but it's that storm cloud and it has like a center eye to it and all that.
2: Yeah. That's, that,
1: those are the two things that are right from the original is, is characters standing on a road with the, with the storm in the sky.
2: And what's funny to like the original Ghostbusters poster, you know, and, and I'm sure you've seen it. It's, it's the poster of, uh, in, in order from left to right, it's, uh, Egon, Peter and Ray, uh, pointing up at the sky, and, yeah. and a lot of people don't realize that they are standing on a street and the center divider of the street is right underneath them because it's such a dark, it looks like they're just on a black background yeah. uh, because of the way that they've, they've color timed it. But yeah. So, yeah. I mean, this is, whoever did this is it's 100% an homage to that, um, yes. to that poster. Um, but the characters all have their backs to us. That's where the the two posters are very different where you know you had your your three stars and you know again it would have been great if, if Ernie would have been on there but um, we get we get that in, in Ghostbusters too. Um, but on this one we get our stars face it's in silhouette facing away from us because they're facing that vortex, which I think l- logically makes a whole lot of sense. It was always kind of weird to me on that original Ghostbusters poster that the, the guys were looking up at something that was behind them.
1: Uh, very strange. <laughs> Well, no, that was that was classic design because you look back through old uh, old posters, uh, and that's always the way it is, right? Like if you have a focus or a hint of the menace or the villains or whatever, it's always kind of the back and up. But nobody would want to put their the, the stars <laughs> like that. Was like I'm not kidding, right? Like it's the, true. F- especially the 40s and 50s, uh, the star that's system. That's why of this Hollywood, is such
2: a bold choice to me, too. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah.
1: Well, no, see, we live in an era where you can put out posters that, uh, you know, don't always look right at the, you know, or feature the actors and all that in, in the, the classic Hollywood days, you know, if Bob Hope was in a movie, Bob Hope's face was gonna, you know, or him was going to take up the bottom half of the poster and they were always looking away from it. Like, so I guarantee you, if I looked up like scared stiffs or, um, uh, some of his other ones and all that there'll be a ghost in the background, like a drawn ghost in the background, but they're like looking off into the forward into the left or something like that. Right. Like yeah, it's, the
2: eyeline is just way, way off. Um, but so, so at any rate, so they're all, uh, huddled around the Ectomobile, uh, with the Ecto, the rear door facing us. Uh, if, if our eyes are the camera, the rear door of the Ecto is facing us and mm-hmm. they're all looking away. Um, and it's very cool because you get a sense of, uh, the, the characters are are present here. You know, you do have uh, again from left to right, you have Callie holding a PKE meter, which uh hat tip to our, our friend Craig Goldberg, who said only a mom holds a PKE meter that way. It's kind of, <laughs> it's <laughs> kind of true. If you zoom in on it, it's very like, you know, when your mom's using a cell phone, it's, it's very perfect. <laughs> um, and then you've got, uh, Trevor and podcast on, on that driver's side too. And podcast is kind of like propped up and he's got his ecto goggles on and, um, uh, Ecto goggles. Did you notice he's got his sound gear with him? Oh, I did. Oh, I did not notice that. He's got like a little shotgun mic uh, in his left and, hand there,
1: and his you know his uh, strapped to his delivery bag ah, a little that's bit. That's funny. There. That's cool. Yeah. It looks like he's coming out of the back passenger seat, like he's leaning half out uh, of it.
2: Yeah, and Trevor's kind of in that driver's uh, seat there. Yeah, coming out of the driver's side uh, seat in the front, and then yeah, uh, Callie off to the side of them. Um and then off to the right then you have uh, Lucky so I guess she would be kind of in that passenger seat in the front then and Phoebe wearing a proton pack uh, in that rear door. It, it's funny I think that's where the gunner seat would be um you know but maybe they didn't want to repeat that uh, that visual. Yeah.
1: Um, well also it might have been hard like that that seat she'd be sitting in would take up so much space. Uh, yeah, you wouldn't You have would really for, wouldn't for see Peterson her there. Yeah. You'd see the you'd see the thing and not really her head or anything.
2: Right, like. <laughs> it would just look like somebody sitting in a chair. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: again, visually from from the rear and a silhouette doesn't really work well. Uh, and then again, rounding things out, you've got uh, Paul Rudd uh, to the far right, and the real star of the show, the RTV, RTV on the uh, the ground. <laughs> um, well, did you notice the little things in
1: the poster? Well, I, I noticed the stay puffed thing. Yeah. Um, like Gruberson, everybody's standing in place or getting out of the car. Gruberson's walking forward. Ah,
2: oh, like he's kind of drawn toward it? Interesting.
1: Or stepping towards it. Um, I also really love, there's two things I really love about this poster beyond like the compositional choice they made to uh, nod to the original. I really like that it is down the road, but they lined it with Somerville buildings. That's where you saw like yeah. on the right is the Stay Puft poster and a window. But there's also like the, the antique store. And the 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 little sidewalk town clock, and then in a wonderful bit of 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 um, it kind of balances out. Like the two the two buildings aren't the same height, uh, so if you like just put them in themselves, there's it'd be like weirdly unbalanced. But then they put the Somerville water tower on the left you and know, kind of that a block behind the, yeah, they the hit antique that same store like
2: halfway point of the poster. Uh, yeah. Vertically. And it, yeah. It,
1: it, even though it's a little bit taller than the, the building on the right side, it actually weirdly kind of balances it. I, I just yeah. shout out to whoever put this together. A cause we live in an era where Photoshop posters. Oh, can suck so hard. They not only made one really great one, they made two really great ones and they are both when you look at them, Photoshop posters, but they put so so much effort into bringing all the elements yeah together. i i it's had to so great
2: bleary-eyed first thing in the morning i had to do a double take because i thought the first uh, at first glance the domestic poster looked illustrated to me which you know i right. I, I love the struzen posters i i have heavily advocated for somebody like paul shipper or somebody who is kind of like a, a in their own right a great artist but also kind of like a, a struzen uh uh tan um uh, yeah, uh, allegory. I don't know what what the right term is. Uh, Protégé, but not. He didn't study under Struven. Anyway. Um, uh,
1: uh, oh, I I know what you mean. Uh, devotee. Devotee. Yeah, that's probably a better.
2: Yeah. Um, uh, you're you're inspired by another artist's work, uh, and therefore your art uh, sort of replicates that. But anyway. Um. Yeah. I, I thought this was an illustrated poster. The the international poster is very much you know f- photos that have been photoshopped, and and that's pretty clear. But Um, yeah. And then once uh, once you get in and zoom in on the details, you notice
1: this was a a staged photo. It is what, which is amazing on the surface too, because when I I don't know you, you couldn't correct me on this because you'd know better. You you may even have sat in on stuff like this too. It's not unfamiliar to me or a lot of people that when you make a movie, you do like, there's the day of just. The photos right and you end up using it for press and album covers and box covers and posters and all that but it's just poster or shot upon shot upon shot upon shot of you know your actors in different poses and things like that and I don't seem to recall at any point with those things somebody said and now we're going to do a bunch where you guys are looking away from the camera (laughs) Yeah, exactly that's what the
2: photo doubles in (laughs) or the stand-ins because it's like well we don't we don't need well, Paul just, Rudd for another hour, do we? Yeah, yeah, you
1: say that though, but I'm looking at these silhouettes. These are,
2: these are them. Yeah, they're pretty like good. If they're body yeah. doubles. They're, they're really good, right? Like, and it's it's quite possible. I mean, again, this is the kind of thing where it's so it's so well uh, composed and and staged and blocked. Um, that, yeah, yeah, it could be something that you know that somebody had done a concept of this poster and then they shot it uh, at a, one of those gallery it. days could have, um, there's,
1: there's also nothing that says some of this stuff couldn't be, um, you know, pulled from shots from the movie, right? Like. Yeah. Or, or lighting and all that photos from the still photographer photos. on that. Yeah. Yeah. Like it doesn't, Photoshop means you don't really, if you're good, you don't really have to give a crap about lighting or contrast or anything like that. As long as you have, you know, the hand pointed the right way that you want and stuff like that, you can go in and fiddle with it. And, you know, I, I'm looking at these things and like, uh, podcast, i wondering, like, was that taken from a sh- shot where he's standing, but they just make it look like he's leaning out the window? Yeah, they positioned him in the car there. Yeah, probably. Uh, going back to your Struznan uh, uh, co- comment there, a lot of that feeling you're feeling, because I felt it too, comes from the... F- the lighting choices they made, like the color and lighting. Yes, a hundred percent. That golden hour, like glow yeah. around it. He everything. had That's such he a had a real thing. thing. Yeah, he had a real thing for dark and shades. Like you know, his pencil uh, pencil work and all that with the shading and all that. And then he'd go over it again with with uh, color and all that. So what you it would almost like be like a, a piece of um, charcoal art. But then he went back over it with with uh, you know. colored pencils or pastels or whatever. And it makes this very high contrast, you know, very sharp, but very vibrant. And depending on the movie, he would just shift the color palette around. So this poster here, the top half is, you know, runs in the blue greens and the bottom half runs into golden. And he kind of flipped, you know, the thing is, for example, he, he didn't always kind of do the, the goldens. What, what is my point? Oh, I talked about this on Twitter. Um, yeah that that's I was trying to describe it. It's kind of like dusk like they're driving into the sunset sort of, but what it also reminds me of because of the storm cloud is you get the exact same effect on um thunderstorms you you have the really hot sunny days, and then the thunder and the dark storm clouds, forms. ominous clouds above yeah so you're you're canopied by dark clouds that will not light or will not let the light from you know above come down and the sun is not setting but it it leaves the opening in the horizon where there is no cloud and it's so bright out there that the light coming in under the cloud canopy gives that dusk effect and that's what I loved about this is cuz that's what it ex- I that, mean I guess that contrast probably, yeah it's a very Oklahoma y thing, right? We're talking about Tornado Alley and you know thunderstorms and all that. And Alberta not as not as tornadoy, but definitely as thunderstormy. And that's exactly what I thought yeah. of when I saw it. Is it's just that is that is weird storm lighting. Like it's
2: it's funny you you picked up on on the the storm lighting the 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 highlights that way. I picked up on that in the exact same way, but just that it would look good in a light box. I was like, oh, this <laughs> this was built to be rear lit
1: in a light yes, box, uh, and it's going to look beautiful. That stuff's going to pop. And in particular, uh, I was we were not formally quizzing one another, but uh, did you notice that other big detail? You saw, you saw it. You saw it. You saw the other big detail, right? You saw it. The other big detail in the clouds? Yeah. No. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Uh,
2: is that a proton stream? Is that what you're talking about?
1: That is definitely a proton stream. Oh, Okay, I mean, yeah, it's it's yeah. Um, so coming in front of the in front of the ecto, we don't see where it's emanating from, and it's not coming from any of the the main characters. That is a proton stream going straight up, but it stops about halfway up and meets like you know a white lightning bolt coming down from the cloud, um, which is just fantastic. And then the other thing I realized too is the cloud is surrounded with not proton stream red blue but uh goes goes her lightning bolts from her fingers Ah, like that blue and red crackling red Yeah. yeah oh it's really interesting there's so much to look at with just the clouds like the light playing on the clouds and it's dark and it's bright and and then you get to yeah there's there's these little veins of Hmm. You know, Gozerian blue and red lightning Skipping I like around that idea the cloud, of the, and
2: the tooth like the fire and ice firing at each other simultaneously
1: and meeting in yeah, the middle. That's interesting. something shooting down and a proton pack uh, shooting up, and it's oh, it's so it's a good poster, guys. I, it's a real good poster.
2: There are a lot of people that say, oh, yeah, so it's okay. Um, And I think the only reason that I think people are kind of ho hum about it is because it is so familiar to us. If you're a Ghostbusters fan. But that's what's so brilliant about it. Like if you put this poster side by side with the original poster and and even somebody on our Twitter account uh, posted the answer the call poster, um, which I thought was a gr- – I don't know why they never ran the, with this poster. It was on the soundtrack cover and never really anywhere else with um, – Oh, uh, them on the rooftop. Them with on the, the rooftop facing the, mail the green vortex. Yeah. Um, which was so evocative of that that original film. Like, yeah that's just kind of part and parcel of what Ghostbusters is. And and this this poster is telling you, um, without being heavily expositional about it, is like this is very similar to what you remember in the first movie. Like this is selling it very well, contrary to Aww. what other people who I won't mention are trying to Man. say in their articles.
1: See, now I want like, I don't think I have the room for full size, but if I get some nice, nice half-size prints of, Original Ghostbusters that answer the call, album cover, and this one. Oh, that'd be a nice. That'd be a nice trip. The, the, the bummer to is that there's the not wall.
2: really one like that for for Ghostbusters too. Like there's, yeah, there's the one of them which is the one that I have. I've got the lenticular one with the Ghostbusters two Moogly uh, behind them, and then you have the light beams uh, that are your highlights behind the actors. Um, that's the closest thing you get, but it's not really in this the same composition. Um, but. No. So uh G-
1: stupid uh Vigo and his no storm cloud. <laughs> Come on, why didn't you have a storm cloud Vigo pink <laughs> slime.
2: Um So uh, the only thing that I I think we can also say is that there's no billing block uh, or titles or credits uh, outside of the Ghostbusters Afterlife and the dates on here. The dates are varied based upon which uh, territory you're looking at the poster for, which is kind of funny. Uh, GB Max gets to see the movie a day early. GB Max
1: and the UK, I was told. Jeez, good for you guys. They get Um, it on the 18th. Yeah, well, what I said was this... (laughs) I'm off to, I'm off with my hacksaw to cut that good old transatlantic internet cable for 24 <laughs> hours. Like,
2: yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to get those spoilers going. But um, and and good choice. I mean, with New York Comic Con right around the corner, I thought this was going to be a reveal there, but maybe we're getting this reveal now, and and there might be some, some yeah. leaflets, some handout, uh, whatever the 11 by 17 versions they'll be handing out. Uh, I was about to just say, I think I
1: think that thing we talked about is. You you suggested it, and I was kind of like, eh, maybe I don't know. I was like, it's a good idea if they're ready to put out the poster. And guess what? They are totally ready to put out the poster. So well, yeah, I think
2: if you've got cast and crew there, I don't know if they're doing signings. I haven't looked, but if you do have cast and crew there, you want a poster for them
1: to all sign or something. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, or, or not if anybody wants to send me one, that's fine too. <laughs> I'll happily
2: take one. I know. That's I'm looking at the bare spot in my wall right now that I've left for an afterlife poster and thinking, i well, looked look pretty good
1: right there. Yeah, it look pretty good right there. Um, uh, we'll, we'll trade, uh, cross rip slash proton charging patches for mini posts for posters. <laughs> yes.
2: Please. And thank you. Please. and thanks. Uh, so yeah, def- definitely pretty cool. I put up in a very unofficial Twitter, uh, poll just to kind of get a gauge of which, um, poster people were preferring. Cause I thought, you know, there was kind of a, I like the international one better. I like the, you know, uh and let's see what the results are as of this recording right this second. Um with this is as of 10:30 p.m. on Wednesday evening. Uh the domestic poster leading 59%, but it's close. 41% for the international, 59 for the domestic. That's with 78 votes. Um so Yeah. I I, I think a lot of people are really sparking to the bold choices of the domestic poster with the actors to the with their backs facing us and things like that. Um.
1: It's an interesting choice that they sold us on. They they made the Ecto. That's the other interesting thing, too. So the original poster, there's two versions of it. There's the guys with the, the water tank cloud behind them sort of thing. And that poster is basically selling Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd come see the movie sort of thing. And then later when people start to recognize the logo, there's a version of it that's the exact same, only the logo is behind them. Like kind of the bottom half is obscured by them, but the top half is, you know, it's kind of floating in the middle of the the poster. The domestic one, yeah, we don't see the characters, which is, you know, I think almost perfectly fine because we forget we've been mainlining everything we can about this. So, you know, just by silhouettes, we know who everybody is. If he took it and showed it to my to my mom, she she wouldn't know who anybody in particular is yeah. in relation to she, the movie. She'd
2: say, "Which one is Bill Murray?" You know that's yeah. Um,
1: but uh, if you know uh, everybody recognizes front or back or side or top the the ecto, and that's how they got the Ghostbusters logo onto that pod. Yeah. That's the beautiful thing. It is it's so subtle that they got the the logo in there for us. They did a similar thing on the, the international one. We'll talk about that in a second, but that rear door of the Ecto with the, is, uh, clear of people. (laughs) Gruberson and Trevor are, uh, uh, no, not. Not Trevor, who's uh No, they're both on the sides. Nobody's yeah, anywhere far near off the back. To the sides. Yeah. I'm thinking of the inter- international one. But uh, yeah, clear. You, you even say you see the license plate. It says right there, Ecto one, all the lights are on, you know, you, and you know, it's a stylized fins, and then there's the logo, free and clear. And that's the one cheat they did with that golden hour is they kinda they kinda lit the back of the door just coming from somewhere a little bit so you can you 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 see it, but it doesn't look like it's you know spotlit or anything. Ah, oh, such a great poster. Yeah, we should talk. We should talk about the other one because yeah, I could talk, talk about, about the, the first one, one forever.
2: Yeah, it's the, the international one is is a very very similar composition, but just from a different point of view, um, and with uh, with none of the 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 Somerville buildings and stuff you know in in the shot. This is mainly just the wheat field that we've seen. In the teaser Wizard poster and the trailer, did they say
1: it was rye? Oh, is it rye? When I wrote it up on Twitter, I was asking myself the same thing. So I just put it down as a grain field. But I, yeah, I, I seem uh, to recall Jason was talking about when they put the the car through its paces and they were, you know, uh, <laughs> driving it through the field. Uh, the engine, the heat of the engine was roasting. And it, you was could smell, roasting and it was roasted rye. Yeah, that's true. That's right. I remember I that. I think it's yeah. a rye field. Somebody um, can correct me, but I'm pretty sure. Anyways. But, um, uh,
2: but yeah, so, but this one, the characters are facing forward. And I guess that makes sense for an international market who may not be quite as familiar with some of the people. Um, you know, uh, Finn Wolfhard, international superstar, uh, <laughs> but maybe uh, some territories are not quite as familiar with him. So you want to see the the characters' faces, um, yeah? And and your Paul Rudds, uh, who are big movie stars, obviously. Um, no, Carrie Coon on this poster, which a few people have pointed out. It's it's
1: kind of a weird, it's a strange omission. I, I, yeah, I don't know. It feels like. I don't know what the rationale would be like, but in terms of layout making the Ecto smaller and we should say like, so it's, we're kind of you, you, the Ecto is filling up most of the bottom half of the, it's sitting in the field. Uh, you know, you can see those rolling Oklahoma slash Alberta Hills in the background and, you know, the lit part of the sky and all its lights are on. You can see its license plate. Um, yeah. Like where would you, put Carrie without having to shrink that entire scene down. And they're a bit. already cheating it. Like the Ecto is already
2: scaled down to a point where it's like, I, I think they're kind of cheating yeah. the perspective a little bit as much like as they you, possibly can. Exactly.
1: You'll, you'll look at, you look at Lucky standing next to the, the open door of the passenger side. And it's like, uh, I'm not making any disparaging marks about her size. What I'm saying is, is that as an average, uh, sized, uh, young lady, uh, that car is a beast that makes me look small. So t- that she that she looks like a normal sized human getting into a normal sized car. It's like no. Yeah, and that
2: Paul Rudd would take up a, a good half of the the, f- the front end of the car there too. It's yeah. I mean the the perspective they've really had to cheat so that they can make all of the actors
1: prominent the thing, and not feel the, dwarfed yeah. by the car. Um, like the only thing I think is that they you know because there's bits like oh, okay put her you know behind phoebe you know uh where the proton pack is so you know kind of from the waist up she's standing there Uh, that's really cramped okay we'll put her to the right off to the side of the door well she's starting to fall off the frame okay well let's shrink everything down a bit well now it's too dinky right like it's compositionally i can understand why they didn't put a sixth person there but um at the same time it seems like kind of a you know an important character to then Omit from the yeah, whole thing. very,
2: very strange. But, um, but I no, mean, no. I, there,
1: there must be a reason behind it. Um, like, like you couldn't put Carrie Coon where podcast is, and then have him sitting like you know, staring out, <laughs> hands on the front windshield, <laughs> staring up and out, like because uh, I can see, I can see a ten-year-old doing that. I've seen a ten-year-old doing that. What am I talking about? Like, so yeah,
2: or have have <laughs> her standing behind Phoebe, who's you know trying to lug the giant uh, pack, uh, right? I am. Maybe a little bit of a, a she's kind of just behind her or something, but yeah, I am not entirely sure. And and maybe again, maybe it's just like a contractual thing. Maybe Carrie Coon just didn't have the international poster in her contract or something. I don't
1: know, but yeah, I was about to say that that it, it could be well, some, some legal thing. It's always a legal thing, man. Like I, <laughs> it's well yeah, a legal well let's thing. put it this way: it, she's obviously not legally uh, contracted to be on any of the posters. Yeah, uh, and frankly. It's a little weird that none of them are like apparently legally a- contracted to be on the the domestic poster. Apparently,
2: it's and it's yeah, and that's that's it why feels, I think no it feels feeling like, block was yeah. interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sorry, it feels like none of this was sorry. It just feels like none of that was factored into anybody's hiring or contracts, and it basically came down to a uh, Jason has a plan sort of thing, or or, or Jason and the market. It, it shows that marketing's thinking a lot that. They have such a bold uh, plan for domestic, and then they have a much more. Uh, well, you recognize the kid from Stranger Things and Paul Rudd, right? Like, come <laughs> see the movie for you know international markets. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't but, know.
2: So you get the two the two Spangler kids. I guess we can call them that uh, safely at this point. So you've got Phoebe yeah. and and Trevor. Both uh, they have proton packs. Trevor's wearing one. Phoebe is lugging one. Um, yes. Which is, it's cool to see a character wearing a proton pack on a poster. I'm just throwing that out there. Yep. Um, and then you mentioned Lucky uh, in the driver's side. Um
1: you get a little bit of the No Ghost logo on the door there. That was that's the little nod. They yeah, s- they is that what you were trying? To? Okay, that's the I one. They swing, they swing the side door open, and we see about two thirds of the Moogly on the, the driver's side door there. And it kind of uh, reminds me of that Fort Det
2: photo that they used for everything in publicity of, of Ackroyd yeah. and and uh, and Hudson. Ernie Hudson. Um, yeah, getting out of the car yeah, I mean, because you get the logo, you get the car, you get the characters like it's it's a good shot. It's just tough from this front angle to get that same shot. you know, they're kind of cheated off to it, like a three quarter side yeah.
1: view uh, on those. but
2: um, um,
1: and then the then there's the storm cloud, like beautifully this one is much more played out more like a sunset off to the the left side of the. The horizon there. Um but matches the eye line.
2: All the characters are looking toward whatever the center of the eye of the storm is. Well, there. that's uh, the
1: interesting thing is that the there's a lot like so the them and the car are at kind of like a I don't know, five degree tilt off of a flat horizon. Does that make it you know what I mean? Like they're a little off kilt. The post the 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 storm is not centered in any way. Like the eye of the storm, we don't even perfectly see the eye of the storm. Rather, it's just off the top right of the poster, but we don't need to because again, uh, same in the domestic, same in the original one, it goes from, you know, gray to green to blue and the blue is the vibrant center. So we don't even have to see the center. We know that there's a vortex kind of center to this thing. And then again, that blue Gozerian, lightning crackling around out of that top right corner just in the
2: corner yeah
1: it's there, and it's it's so it's off tilt you know the its bottom line is you know not balanced it's top the the vortex eye being off the top right it's contrasted with the dark and the green on the you know everything is just slightly off kilt it's and it well, works it's, yeah fantastically. i think it's,
2: uh- uh, you know the 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 domestic poster everything is square and flush uh, and and as you say it's it's all completely horizontal the yeah. international posters on this dutch tilt which you know the dutch tilt always makes there's you feel a uneasy about things there's
1: uh, a good term
2: thank you very much uh, watch any hitchcock movie and when things are going awry and they cut to a close-up and it's in that dutch tilt it makes you feel all weird and uneasy because you're feeling the characters in her turmoil yeah. I, I think that's what they were trying to go for with this where the car is a little on the the Dutch tilt and the characters and everything. So it everything about it is kind of giving you this like ominous oh shit, what's happening kind of feeling. Um and, and yeah. I think it works really well. This this oh, is another poster where if the title treatment wasn't in there, and I've seen some people on social media have started doing their own textless versions. Um, it's, it's just a cool shot, you know, yeah. uh, a, a good, a good photograph, uh, um, and again, uh, discounting all of the scaling proportional things that they had to kind of cheat. Um, oh, but that's
1: not good. That's a, okay. We have a problem. Uh-oh. Uh, oh. see now I just want to go in with Photoshop, add character <laughs> where podcast is, and then stick him in the front <laughs> window. Like I described <laughs> Um, uh, I have right. work I have to get you done. Why work. do I keep thinking of these stupid things? I was going to say v-
2: save your side projects for later. You got to get stuff done. I have um, no time
1: for side projects. But that's that's mental health like, right? That's wellness.
2: Yeah, that's that's a little bit of that's uh, self zen. That's self-care. Yeah, doing some ahead, zen yeah.
1: Photoshop dub Photoshop work hour at the end of the day for you to do it. You saw me do my stupid ass little Nas X parody cover, right? So I you, did I, I did. That was pretty good. Ugh. Uh, <sighs> um that, well,
2: at any rate, the is, po- the posters are wonderful. <laughs> they These are. things are great. We've talked about them now for like 40 minutes. I don't know how we did that. Um
1: because they're beautiful and hopefully that, you know, uh those of you that haven't had a chance to see it um get a, a little taste of they're really fantastic posters. They really yeah. really are. I can't wait um, to get my hands on them. So, uh in addition to the
2: posters, there were a few few news items. Um, you know, Ray Parker Jr is starting to make the rounds for his uh documentary,
1: which we're going to start seeing yeah. hopefully soon. Um, had some had some interesting quotes about um the whole Huey Lewis thing actually um he did he did but it was also stuff that was very kind of
2: we knew that they had a gag order on th- talking about things and that we know that Huey Lewis yeah. uh broke that gag order by talking on a uh, was it like a VH1 yeah. behind the music or something or I love the 80s um and 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 then lost some money in that process but <laughs> (laughs) Like Ray is kind of, I don't, I don't know. It, it, it felt a little revisionist history to me, to be completely honest, where he's like, I don't know. I just let my agent deal with all that. I was like, does this affect my money? No.
1: Okay, great. I don't need to know about it. Um, yeah, that was what I found most interesting was he laid it out very clearly that if there's legal proceedings, it never goes anywhere near him. Like he made the music, but frankly, all the legal stuff goes directly I, I at Columbia. my people handle that, yeah. And as he points out, at the end of the day, his name's still being slapped on stuff every time the song features, so <laughs> what does he care, right? Like, exactly, exactly. And and that also just may be his
2: new boilerplate to avoid talking about it. Like, yeah. instead of saying, I don't want to talk about it, it's like, I don't care, like, uh, whatever, um, well, I'm the proud article, of it, and, The
1: article also set up a little bit that, if you come watching this documentary hoping for like one chapter that's entirely about Ghostbusters, don't. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, they'll be I mean, touching on it, but like they're not going to get too deep into it, and it seems a lot like and they're not going to go too deep into the legal stuff whatsoever.
2: Yeah, yeah, and and nor should they really. No, um, he's he's had such a storied career working with Stevie Wonder and and as a session musician, and
1: yeah, like, that will that it's going to be great. Yeah. That was the opening the premise of the whole article, which was the guy made the documentary when he realized that the guy that even he went, Oh, it's the Ghostbusters guy had this whole other like career that didn't even need Ghostbusters to be successful, right? Yeah. It just yeah. happened that he got super successful or or, or super uh the name known recognition, yeah. Off yeah. of, you know, one 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 big hit there. So um, yeah. so at any rate, I'm, I'm excited to see,
2: that. I know that he's yeah, going to yeah. start doing some touring dates too, to do some yeah. performances. And, um, so yeah, stay tuned. I'm hoping we get to see that sooner than We don't have any information on, on when that will be coming. Um, no, but documentary wise, we did get some news that cleaning up the town. will be da, da, da. getting a U.S. theatrical release and uh, 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 video um, on
1: demand about four days later. Yeah. Not just, not just in
2: time not for not afterlife. Not. Uh, so um, we're working on getting our, our friends the Buenos back on onto the show, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's um, it's it's very cool. I'm I'm very excited to see it. Uh, October, shoot! I'm frantically trying to find the date here,
1: <laughs> and I'm failing. <laughs> well, I ain't gonna look for it. There's yeah, but, the fifth and the eighth or something like that, or the yeah. It's it's very it's it's in the next couple of weeks here. Honestly, it's very very close. It's uh, and dropped out of. Uh, pretty much nowhere yeah uh, th- even they were surprised i think they um, were surprised
2: i think it's still on crackle too by the way i'll have to go, yeah. go check if you want to watch it and you haven't watched it it's it's free on crackle too um
1: there you go. but uh, uh here we go details to be announced once we know oh there we are uh october 1st that's where oh, i got oh, the fifth from yeah. so october 1st for the theatrical uh which uh oh wow so if you're listening to this on Monday, uh, you got five days because <laughs> it'll be dropping <laughs> this Friday. Very soon. Um, Too soon. And I'm looking for it here. In my brain, I believe it's the 5th or the 8th. It was
2: eighth. the 5th or the 8th. I do remember. It was like October 8th, I want to say, for because the Because
1: like me, your brain stores the the, the incomplete 8 of a 5. <laughs> the shape of a 5 <laughs> is very close to the shape of an 8. Uh, and then in that way, the two get screwed up in my head. Anyways, the point is, is that uh, if you don't catch it on, uh, on the first when it hits the th- theaters near your place, um, yeah, you got maybe a week. At worst, you've got a week before it's going to drop on yeah. various video on demand. So, and once we hear, you know, once those start popping up, we'll start uh, posting them on social media. Yeah, definitely. There, there will be no excuses to have not seen this
2: film uh, right. in a couple of weeks here. Yeah, right. Um, all right. So Chris, we've got about, let's see, we got no, about five, 10 minutes. And I think oh. that's, a, that's about all we're really going to need, uh, for this. Um, be, because I thought it was going to be a pretty lengthy discussion topic. And then as I watched the video, I feel like you and I are going to see pretty eye to eye on, on this particular topic. Um, <laughs> so, uh, our buddy John your sent us a video and, uh, the video was done by, uh, nostalgia geek. I want to say, uh, a uh, nerd nostalgic. Sorry. Nerd-stalgic. I, I reversed my wordplay. Um, but it's <laughs> the the premise of the video is the problem with trying to replicate Ghostbusters. And uh, it's a very, it's, it's, it's a good uh, headline on YouTube to entice you to come in and click and, and watch the video. Uh, yes. But then it's like a nine minute video where um, the, the, the uh, nerd nostalgic uh, host goes into talking about that ghostbusters is a horror comedy which we know um and we have known that for quite some time um and he points out that the reason that the uh s- sequels to this point not including uh, afterlife he's he's very careful to not mention afterlife until the very end because i think i think afterlife is going to invalidate everything <laughs> everything that he said yeah um but the the reason that the sequels Ghostbusters 2 and Answer the Call have uh, not been as successful is because they forget the horror aspect of it. They forget that you need to be scary. It's all about the funny, um, and and then also goes in and talks about that the first movie has a lot of practical effects and has a lot of uh, the ghosts are not played for laughs. Um, and but so anyway, the the premise of the video is you cannot replicate the first ghostbusters film. And then about two minutes later into the video, he goes, but you know, Sam Raimi could. And, uh, and, and he rattles off like four directors who he thinks, uh, could, could do it, uh, horror comedy directors, um, who have yeah. done very similar things where there's, there's scares and laughs. Um, so I don't know, Chris, I, I feel like, <laughs>
1: He's not not entirely wrong. I think he's got a couple of weak points in his argument, but all he's done is he's done like the long form video essay version of what we all kind of knew, which was Ghostbusters one is lightning in a bottle. Very hard to replicate. Very hard to replicate it, which is, and it, in reading, you know, or not reading, watching the video, it, it reminded me of the best argument for Ghostbusters afterlife for everybody who says, Oh, they've, the movies out of New York and it's not about a team. It's about a family. And where's uh, the jokes? Where's the, where's I thought the that's jokes? Funny. Yeah. Uh, guess what? Alien was a great you know, sci-fi horror movie. And then James Cameron went, can't beat that. I'm going to make a sci-fi action movie. And he <laughs> I'm going to make a military.
2: Yeah. Time. Right? Uh, Every yeah. time
1: somebody like is trying to follow lightning in a bottle, if they don't try to replicate the lightning in the bottle, Uh, It's not as strong with the mainstream, but a good example is... So, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, for what it is, right? Which is like 70s indie, you know, new cinema sort of thing. Like, it's just... It's everything that people, you know, the mainstream thought movies were supposed to be. And he... Finally, when they're like, please do a sequel, please do a sequel, please do a sequel. And he went, all right, I'm going to do a sequel. And what I'm going to do is... The funny version, right? Like he kind of made a weird horror comedy out of the Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre too. Um, uh, Joe Dante did the same Joe thing. Joe Dante's with Gremlins, uh, right? Yeah, Gremlins
2: was his horror comedy family film. And they're like, sequel, sequel, sequel. And he's like, oh, let me tell you the problem with sequels.
1: Wait, I can make a sequel about the problem with sequels. The problem <laughs> with sequels. And not only that, <laughs> did not try and make remake the first one. What he made instead was the – well – Let's be honest here, those are the... For a movie that came out within weeks of Ghostbusters, Gremlins, same year. uh, The sequel to Gremlins was approached... And this is one of the weaknesses in his argument. Because he was like, they tried to do it with Ghostbusters 2 and failed. And it's like, wrong. They went in with their eyes wide open that there was a super popular cartoon about their first movie. And kids were loving it. And so they... Deliberately yeah. went to the left. It has. It's. It's not a horror comedy. It's a supernatural comedy at this point. Yeah. So then you can still have Slimer and you can have you know ghosts and wizards and all that kind of scary stuff. But it is not trying to scare the pin. Yeah. And then what he's also forgotten is, and a couple people pointed it out. And I was like, oh yeah, like I saw Ghostbusters two when I was. 89, so uh, I was in high school. So, no, it didn't scare the hell out of me at all. I was happy to go see it, really excited to go see it. It didn't scare me. I wasn't really looking to be scared. I was looking for Ghostbusters, and they were there, so thumbs up there. Um, people pointed out, no, I saw it, and I was a little kid, and they were pointing out the things in Ghostbusters 2 that scared the hell out of them. Yeah. So, in a weird way, his argument falls apart on two fronts. A, they didn't try to make you know, the PG-13 up horror comedy that they made the first time, they kinda of skewed towards the kids, which is weird that he forgot it because everybody makes this point about Ghostbusters too. It's like, why'd you cram Slimer in there like he's from the cartoon? Oh, a stupid cartoon. That's why they did it. Like
2: well, and he, then the he other... kinda does, he kinda he tries to make a joke out of it. He's like, Well, and then they had a cartoon and the lunchbox and the happy but meal and the blah
1: blah blah. But, but then forgets how that factors into his argument, which yeah. is by and large, they did make a horror comedy for kids. <laughs> Yeah, and
2: it, and it is still scary. I mean, there are scenes that I still have to skip over with my daughter because they're still scary for still her. Still scary, uh, even uh, though it look, is the
1: lighter of the two films. Um, yeah, let's put it this way: Sigourney Weaver is not cartoon screaming at a bathtub trying to eat her and her kid. Let's put it that way. Like, yeah. if you're six and you see that, that'll freak you out. Uh, and to the point I was trying to make, uh, that's what uh, um, uh, Dante did with uh, Gremlins Two. The first one was deliberately made to be, you know, because people were, you know, gremlins were blowing up. There was guts, blood, people dying, all this. Sort of In the second one, he went, cartoon. <laughs> <Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da."> <laughs> it's literally a Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah. Literally. that's um, basically what he wrote down. It's uh, going to be. <laughs> I, 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 so I don't know. Or, I, <laughs> sorry. Or if you've seen the Key and Peel sketch of it. The, <laughs> the, the
2: Lady Gremlin.
1: The, the Lady Gremlin. <laughs> what about uh wait, let me stop you if you're thinking having Hulk Hogan stop in the middle of the movie and talk to the audience. You got it <laughs> Um
2: uh, it's such a great, it's such a great commentary <laughs> on sequels. I, I I appreciate Gremlins too for what it is. Um, I
1: don't I don't wanna I don't wanna diminish this guy's video too much because it actually is a very good yeah, video. He makes,
2: yeah, he makes excellent points, but the excellent whole thing just, distills down to wait till see afterlife. Wait till see afterlife. And and even he yeah. admits at the end, he's like, and who knows what afterlife will do? But if you listen to all of the the interviews that that Jason Reitman and Gil Kenan and and everybody involved with the film is saying they yeah. get this. They understand this guy's yeah. nine-minute video. They they know that there have to be genuine scares in there. They know that there is a, uh, yep. a a balance between those two. They know that it is a character story. That was one of the things that he pointed out in his video. He's like, the first Ghostbusters movie was all about characters. Here in the the library sequence, you have these well-defined characters going through what is genuinely an eerie moment. and And you get a laugh, you get a scare, you get a laugh, you get a scare. Uh, I, I think everybody is conscious of that. And and I think yeah. not only are they conscious of that because they love and adore the original film so much, but they now also have Answer the Call in the rear view, which um, which to this guy's credit, he could have used Answer the Call as a punching bag in his argument. And he didn't. Yeah. Um, but they now ha- they can see. Look, if you do the big studio comedy where you just let the actors ad lib uh for reels and reels and reels of film um that's what you end up with. that's not what this is. okay, we see that that didn't work now we can go back to it, it's it's you can look at what's happened in the past now to uh, inform the future, yeah stealing the
1: tagline a little bit there um <laughs> and Jason doesn't have a lot of stuff that in eighty eight they had to factor in the like the um you know there isn't a cartoon lying around you know there isn't there isn't a a kid market the same way there was in 88 that they had you know somebody's like let's try and factor that in somehow he, he he is been given a bit of a blank slate enough to kind of reset and try what something much closer to the first one although like i said he he's changed the elements enough that um he's not trying to perfectly replicate the first movie he's no. just tonally trying to fit it next to the first one.
2: I mean, the bummer is so he, he doesn't have the weight on his shoulders of the very popular Saturday morning cartoon show, the very popular toy line that's making Kenner uh, tons of money. The, the IP, I mean, the IP has been that now for 30 years. Um, He does have the weight on his shoulders that this is supposed to reinvigorate and restart that franchise. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think now having the historical data to show like, Hey, the original movie did that. Let's make something that's like the original movie to, to kickstart this again. Um, and go from there, I think is, is to their benefit. So, I I mean, you're, you're right. Like the thing is we're, we're, we're putting the poor guy on trial for his video. Um, and not at all.
1: We're uh, totally not.
2: Yeah. And that's, that's not what I want this to, to feel like. Um, you know, it's, he makes very good points and he does a, a great dissection of things to kind of inform what the lightning in a bottle of that first film was and why mm-hmm. maybe people didn't spark to ghostbusters 2 so much. Um, I will say, uh, severed heads on spikes, still pretty scary, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, check, check it out. Um, we'll post, uh, in our, our, social media, uh, the, the link to it. And, uh, yeah, would would be curious to hear everybody else's thoughts on it too, because, Definitely some 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 really good uh some meaty things in there to discuss. Don't wait another minute, pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, go 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 stoppers. Stoppers. I'm sorry, we'll do it again.
1: We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our call-in line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page you too. and Twitter accounts. Is dead. Um, no kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for the Interdimensional rip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just wanna get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC.
0: Hello, do it. Thanks very much, right?
2: Chris, we're one week, when you guys listen to this, we're about a week, week and a half away from New York Comic Con. What? it uh, How many songs were you like, <laughs> there's that song and then there's that somebody and then you just hear uh-huh. the rest of the damn song in your head for the...
1: <sighs> well, don't say one week. Just stop saying one week yeah, at me. Just, and...
2: uh, I'll never talk about one week again. Uh, but yeah, we got New York Comic Con coming up uh, pretty yep. soon um i have not signed up for my virtual ticket i hope i still can because i definitely want to watch that panel i need to go do that as soon as I we think, finish
1: i think that'll be going right to the last second there okay good i didn't know if that live. was like
2: a limited uh number no. limited time thing um
1: <laughs> remember it's the uh uh late covid era and they're trying to get people they're trying to make some money well I don't and think for they're 20 bucks clang, like i don't think they're gonna clang the door shut on a uh, 20 a buck live ticket stream. for people to come in yeah. from anywhere
2: um, but uh, what, what do you got in terms uh, this week for final thoughts?
1: Uh, yeah, I really, we talked about so much about the other stuff. I'm just going to nick one from uh, somebody that follows us. So shout out to John Jason. He mentioned earlier today when everybody was going on and on about the posters. Uh, his, his quote, and this is this is the spark for my final thought here. Anyone else wonder if this is just the left half of a larger composition? The, and that's uh, in reference to the international oh, poster
2: oh. Given, given
1: that the cloud is cut in half technically because the eye is is not uh, we don't see it it's off this like half the mm. cloud is off the poster uh, they're in a field they're looking at it, it and I kind of looked at it and I said I don't think it is but I'm I see exactly what you mean like it would not surprise us and frankly it's a good merchandising thing too once the movie's out, if they want to put out the second half of this picture with the OGBs standing yeah. in the Rye Field in uniform, I'm in. <laughs> right. So Oh God, that's brilliant.
2: I mean I, I get why you don't have the originals on the poster because they're still yep. saving that. They don't they want that to be a good cinematic moment right. when you're watching the movie on the screen. But you're right, and after the release,
1: everything's fair game, so And hmm. the more I thought about his little thought there. I'm gonna throw a little something out there that might explain the absence of Carrie Coon. If you have a shot where we have, you know, uh the the surviving three and Janine and Sigourney Weaver maybe, who's missing? Egon. Uh, Who do we have? Egon's daughter. And that a, would be a crowd of one suit two and huh? You think right? she's in a flight suit? I wonder if they ever in flight suits maybe or even if she's just there standing in for the dad who's not oh my god what a great poster Uh, that would be so again shout out to Sony if you haven't thought about it uh Find who the Photoshop wizard you had do this poster, and get them working on the other half. Use your new
2: Plasma Series figures. Uh, you don't have a, a Cali <laughs> figure quite yet, or a Janine figure, or a Dana figure. But uh, Eric, yeah.
1: I know your plate is full. Start sniffing around for some poster company that does like limited runs or small runs. <laughs> Partner up with them for
2: for a, a horizontally, uh, you, you know, like or, a banner.
1: Oh God, just sell. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Oh yeah. God, we would. You would you'd sell out. We'd we'd all buy that. That would I, be in absolutely. a heartbeat. That's so that's, that's my I that's my want, final yeah. thought. I'll take credit for the uh, the the Carrie Coon uh, portion of it, but uh, yeah, full credit to to John there for for positing that one because yeah, he's right. <laughs> like the weird, it explains uh, the like the the composition of the storm being half missing. It feels like yeah, it was designed as a whole and they cut it in half. And we haven't seen the second half yet, so
2: ah, I like um, that part of the puzzle. I hope yeah. that's true. I really hope that's true.
1: Uh, I hope. I hope even if it's not, maybe we've just made it true. Please, <laughs> go <laughs> do or, that, Sony. Some
2: some cunning fan out there will be able to do it. The the Paul Shippers, the John Urquaba's, the amazing artists of the world will be able to do that.
1: Yeah, we'll um, get. I'm pretty sure we'll get some version of it. But like I say. You have the OGBs in there. You know there's fans for the OGBs. It'd be kind of strange to not somehow... Like, I don't know. It just seems like a a really simple idea. (laughs) And it's not like they haven't featured them everywhere else. We'll eventually, you know... We got the figures. We'll see them in, you know, other merch form as, you know, the afterlife version of the OGBs here and there. Why not? Why not a post... Heck, it's... Like I said, it's... (laughs) It's a Photoshop artist and a print run, paper <laughs> cheap,
2: done. Let's let's do it's this. Or that ends up being like the home video cover or something, the banner oh ad on digital or yeah. There uh, you go. When or, you go into the Apple, uh, the iTunes, uh, there's the banner. Is
1: that that horizontally yeah, laid out right? there? Yeah, that's a free one they can have. Uh, Ooh, or the. You know, uh, once this comes out, we'll be uh, you know within a couple of years striking distance of a box set of everything. You know what I mean? So
2: yeah, the other side could be the originals, but as they were in uh, '84 or something. That nice. would be
1: cool. Oh my nice. god! All right. Oh my well, god! We're we're to just do the flips- money again for that. To do the flip side version of this on the same box set. Only it's them and their younger. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, easy pal. Easy, really? damn boy. <laughs> Somebody once told me. <laughs> oh, God, no.
2: Why? <laughs> Uh, All right, well, before uh, we get that earworm in everybody else's ears, uh, thanks for joining us here on the CrossRip, everyone. Uh, Please uh, hit the voicemail or our social media, let us know what you think about the posters or anything that we say on the show. Um, uh, As evidenced by last week, uh, somebody took offense to you and I saying to take it easy on uh, the Adam Savage uh, Easter eggs, and (laughs) to be completely honest, I don't even remember us talking about that. So if you you take issue to something we said, please tell us, because I don't remember. Um, but uh, yeah, until next week We'll see you on the other side Who you gonna
0: call? Thanks for joining the Who Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip Visit us at ProtonCharging.com uh, Ghostbusters GhostbustersHQ.net And stillplayingwithtoys.net
1: It used to be one of my two favorite shows oh, Everything you're doing is bad
2: I just want to let you know that
1: We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue oh, oh,
0: oh. Next week though Careless Cats we're so tall